J-Bone here, and it is time to recap and review the 2023 Miami Grand Prix. Let's kick things off with everybody's favorite summarization. Here is the 2023 Miami Grand Prix in 60 seconds. After the most American driver introductions of all time, Checo Perez started on pole position with his teammate and rival Max Verstappen starting all the way down in ninth place. The race featured some good battles like how Magnussen was somehow in a heated multi-lap battle with Charles Leclerc and how Carlos Sainz fought and lost a battle with his car's brake pedal and got a five-second time penalty for speeding in the pit lane. The battle for first was a very drawn-out one and came down to Checo and Max being on completely opposite tire strategies with Max's hard to medium strategy ending up being the optimal one once both drivers had completed their pit stops. When it finally came time for Max to overtake Checo on fresh tires, we were all silently or not so silently hoping they would come together and hit each other, but alas, they left each other more space than Harry Maguire leaves opposing attackers, and it was a clean battle that led to Max finishing P1, Checo P2, and Fernando Alonso P3, even though he spent most of the race watching his teammate Lance Stroll via the circuit's video boards. j -Bow. Now, let's dive into all that in a bit more detail. But first, let's check in with producer Jeff, who was at the Miami Grand Prix and suffered a little mishap. Take a look. Producer Jeff, radio check. Hey, J-Bone. I'm here in Miami at the Formula Bone pit wall. The weather is great. I'm actually going to go take a swim at the marina. Wait, Jeff, no, that's fake water. Cannonball. Ow. Producer Jeff, are you okay? I've been better. Uh, the water was still fake this year, so I broke a lot of bones when I cannonballed into it. Uh, but at the hospital, Will I Am came to visit and signed my cast. I'm happy to hear you're A-OK, -okay, Jeff. And by the way, we did reach 1,000 likes on my Miami Grand Prix preview video, so producer Jeff does not get to slap me. Thank you, everybody, for liking that video. But now the tables have turned, and if we get 1,500 likes on this video, I get to slap producer Jeff, so please drop this video a like if you want to get producer Jeff slapped. Wait, what? What? Well, you should have read your contract, Jeff. In my Miami Grand Preview, I gave you three Formula One storylines to follow for the 2023 Miami Grand Prix. Let's see how those shaped up. The first storyline to follow was how will American driver and Miami native Logan Sargent perform at his first home Grand Prix? And folks, oh no. American Formula One driver Logan Sargent's dream weekend racing in his hometown of Miami, unfortunately, went about as poorly as it could have gone for our American hero. Qualifying was extremely tight at the bottom of the grid, so despite only finishing a quarter of a second behind Nick DeVries, who made it into Q2, Logan Sargent qualified in the last place of all drivers at P20, it was so close down at the bottom that after Q1, Logan asked his race engineer if he made it through to Q2 before realizing he qualified last, and usually a driver knows if they qualified last. Then, on race day, things went from bad to worse, as Logan not only had to pit just two laps into the race for a new front wing and set of hard tires that he'd then have to try and finish the race on, but Logan also got no safety car during the Grand Prix, which would have at least given him a fighting chance at some sort of result. Logan Sargent's last place finish is the worst result of his F1 career, and the fact that it happened in his hometown is about as unfortunate as it gets. Luckily for Logan, though, he has two more home Grand Prix here in the United States this season at which he can try and finish in the points, so good luck, Logan. We are all rooting for you. Your second storyline to follow was Ferrari just earned their first Formula One podium of the season in Baku, so are they back? 
And after what we just saw in Miami, I think it is safe to say that Ferrari are not back. From P3 and P7 on the starting grid for Sainz and Leclerc respectively, the Ferraris ended up finishing P5 and P7, which in case it's not obvious, means they did not improve during the race. And not only that, but Leclerc was struggling to pass Kevin Magnussen for a while, which, no offense to Kevin Magnussen, you know I love him, I got the Haas illusion syndrome, but that's not a thing that should be happening considering one of those cars is a Haas and one is a Ferrari. And not only all that, but Ferrari looked like they'd built a nice little development gap to Mercedes in Baku with both Ferrari drivers finishing ahead of both Mercedes drivers and Leclerc being on pole position. Well, apparently that was all a hoax as Mercedes outscored Ferrari in Miami. And with Mercedes beginning to introduce their big upgrade package starting at the next race in Imola, it's possible Ferrari are about to fall quite far behind Mercedes here very shortly. It is beginning to look like Baku absolutely fooled all of us by making both Ferrari and McLaren look way better than they actually are, as I predicted both of those teams to be far more competitive in Miami than they ended up being. Side note, I honestly cannot believe how bad McLaren performed in Miami, finishing P17 and P19, just one week removed from seemingly figuring it out in Baku and finishing P9 and P11. Surely Miami 2023 will go down as one of the worst race weekends in McLaren history, and if results like this keep happening, you have to think we will be seeing some big shakeups with regard to McLaren management soon. It pains me to see Lando Norris, who is a world champion caliber driver, sitting in that McLaren tractor season after season as he gives it his all and gets nothing in return. Someone, somehow, please get that man out of his contract. Box for ad read, J-Bone. Let me quickly tell you about my sponsor, Athletic Greens. AG1 by Athletic Greens is all of your key health products in one and features 75 high-quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. I gave AG1 a try because I hated having to remember taking different pills and vitamins and instead wanted a comprehensive solution to cover all my nutritional bases for the day at once. And I love AG1 because it isn't just that comprehensive solution, it also tastes great. I take it in the morning before doing anything else because I love feeling like I'm covering my nutritional bases for the entire day within the first 15 minutes of waking up. And it literally could not be an easier habit to start. You just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing in the morning. Boom, you're done. And it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. It's also a great pre and post workout drink. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash fbone. That's athleticgreens.com slash fbone. Check it out. Your final storyline to follow was, is Checo Perez about to overtake Max Verstappen as Formula One's championship leader? And while we all thought that Checo had a great chance at doing so after qualifying, as he only needed to finish P1 from pole position with Max starting P9, it became clear not too long into the race that Max's tire strategy would prevail and that he'd end up beating Checo by the end of the race to remain in first place in the World Drivers' Championship, which he did. Speaking of which, as I alluded to earlier, Formula One's tire manufacturer, Pirelli, is currently ruining Formula One. 
One-stop races, which are races where the optimal race strategy is to only make one pit stop for new tires, are by far the most boring races, as the more pit stops there are, the more opportunities for chaos there are, by way of there being slow pit stops, penalties for speeding in the pit lane or unsafe releases, cars pitting at the wrong time and coming out into traffic, etc. And thanks to Pirelli's ultra-conservative selections for their hard tires so far this season, the optimal strategy for every race in 2023 except for Bahrain has been a one-stopper with an extended stint on hard tires, which are way, way more resilient than any Formula One tire should be in this era of no refueling, as their use results in the optimal strategy for most races being the boring one-stopper. And the worst part is that Pirelli don't even understand that they're making F1 less exciting, even going so far as to brag about how Esteban Ocon went 300 kilometers on a set of hard tires in Baku. That's not a good thing. Pirelli, I beg of you, please go one step softer with your compound choices for the rest of the season. We would all thank you. Next up, there are a few Miami Grand Prix news stories that I have to touch on. First, we have to talk about the Miami Grand Prix's food situation. Two different food-related images from the race went viral. The first was this photo of what is alleged to be a $42 Wagyu steak sandwich sold at the Miami Grand Prix that is clearly just a ham sandwich with some sort of gravy on it. I haven't seen any confirmation yet that this is a 100% legit photo and not a troll job from the guy who tweeted it out, but if it is real, that is embarrassing. The tweet's author compared the sandwich to the viral Firefest sandwich, and you can see why. The second viral image was this photo of a menu available at one part of the racetrack. All right, let's play a little game. You have a budget of $199. Which Miami Grand Prix food item are you ordering? The answer is none of them because the cheapest thing on the menu is $200, which is wild even when you factor in that everything is supposed to feed multiple people. Holy crapoli, that's a lot of money. Next, those Miami Grand Prix driver intros were something else, eh? In classic USA fashion, Miami GP's organizers wanted to spice up the pre-race festivities with a little American flair as here in the USA, our sporting events usually start off with these grand introductions. And while Lewis Hamilton claimed he actually enjoyed them, pretty much all the rest of the drivers did not, which was pretty clear just by analyzing their body language. As an American sports fan, I personally like the idea as I know how cool these sports intros are when they're done correctly, but the second that I saw Will I Am was involved, I knew this was going to be a bit cringy. Now let's go back to the drawing board, perhaps, and this time leave off Mr. I Am. And finally, Max Verstappen got a lot of booze at the Miami Grand Prix. I mean, a lot of booze. When asked his thoughts on all these boos, Max had this to say, quote, It is normal when you are winning, and they don't like who is winning. This is something which is absolutely fine for me as long as I stand on the top step of the podium. That is the most important thing. I take the trophy home, and they can go back to their houses and have a nice evening. End quote. Even if you were one of those people booing Max, you kind of have to admit that's a pretty good response. Next up. Here's how my three bona fide race predictions fared at the 2023 Miami Grand Prix. My first race prediction was that Charles Leclerc would finish on the podium once again, and he didn't. My second race prediction was that Alex Albon would finish in the points, and he didn't. My third race prediction was that both McLarens would finish in the points, and they 
didn't, and they weren't even close. So let's just pretend that all of that never happened, shall we? It's not like the internet remembers everything. God, that last prediction, the McLaren one, absolutely terrible. Now, you also may remember that I predicted the Miami Grand Prix's top five finishers, and my predictions there were as follows. P5, Carlos Sainz. P4, Fernando Alonso. P3, Charles Leclerc. P2, Chuko. And P1, Max Verstappen. And how my 5-4-3-2-1 ended up was actually a 5-3-7-2-1, which is actually not terrible considering I went 3 for 5, which is 66.66. No, it's not. That is actually not terrible considering it's closer to 100% than 0%, but it's not perfect. And perfection is both what I am after and what you're going to get with both my Imola Bonafide Race Predictions and my Imola Top 5 Finishers Prediction. I promise I couldn't possibly be this bad two races in a row. j There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Something I love about Indeed and the reason I use it to hire is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Indeed is truly an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash fbone. Offer good for a limited time, so get after it. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash fbone. Indeed.com slash fbone. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next up, it is time to respond to some Miami Grand Prix-themed voicemails left on The Bone Phone. If you want your voicemail featured on The Bone Phone, simply call 1-833-200-0966 and leave a message, or head to the Formula Bone Discord and submit a voice memo in the Bone Phone Submissions channel. A Discord invite link is in the description. You should join the Discord even if you don't plan on submitting a call, because my Discord is tight and we got a lot of people in there talking F1. Here's the first call. Hey, J-Bone, this is Daniel calling. As a relatively new Formula One fan, I feel like all of the concerns about this being a boring season with Red Bull's dominance is overblown. If you watch Drive to Survive, there are storylines about all of these teams and all of these drivers that you get to see play out every week during these races and quality sessions and everything. This is super fascinating stuff. I don't understand why everyone's so focused at the top of the pack when all the way through the entire uh, grid, there are great stories to follow. Anyway, hope folks are a little bit more optimistic about the work that's coming out and uh, all the great races that we have to follow. J-Bone. I could not agree more with this call. If you got into Formula One by binging Netflix's Drive to Survive, then you got into the sport by way of the stories that were playing out in the background while Mercedes were absolutely dominating the sport even harder than Red Bull are right now. Just because the fight at the front isn't at 2021 Max vs. Lewis levels does not mean there aren't amazing and compelling storylines playing out at every single race weekend, such as Fernando Alonso's amazing comeback year, the current three-way battle for second place in the Constructors' Championship, and six-way battle for third in the Drivers' Championship. 
Mercedes's incoming upgrades that could instantly propel them onto the podium in the very tight battle to end up as 2023's Rookie of the Year. If you ever think Formula One is boring, you just aren't looking in the right places. And guess what? J-Bone's here to help you find them. So toss me a subscription. Next call. Hey, what's good? J-Bone. This is your boy, Liam from Florida. I just wanted to ask about Ferrari's performance this weekend because we've seen Charles Leclerc him spinning out and he'll going into the wall twice now. I don't know if this is the fact of the new floor they've had in Ferrari or the tweaks they're doing or Charles doing something wrong with the new car. Just want to hear your thoughts on the whole debacle. Thank you. Charles Leclerc has now crashed three times in the past two race weekends, and after the Miami Grand Prix, we learned more about why that is. After the race, Leclerc told media, quote, We have a car that is so incredibly difficult to be on the limit, end quote, and that that is something that Carlos agrees with him on. So it looks like Ferrari need to introduce some upgrades to improve the car's overall stability at high speeds if they want to stop making Leclerc look like a crash-prone driver, which he is admittedly starting to look like. Please don't come after me, Leclerc stands. I'm just saying what we're all thinking. And by the way, I do see you staring at this awesome Formula Bone merch. You can pick up this Payne F1 team hat and mug and a bunch of other Formula Bone merch like this Formula Bone mug, the Donka Seb shirt, and the new Formula Bone luxury logo shirt available in 13 colors right now on the Formula Bone shop. Link in the description. Jaybon. Next call. Hey, Jaybone, Seth from Tennessee here. I've got to ask, with uh, what could be perceived as two back-to-back stingers at Miami, do you think once Las Vegas gets going, if it turns out to be a banger, it could kick Miami off the schedule? Uh, you know, we're already pretty deep in the U.S., and I- I'm curious to see because I feel like Miami should be uh, uh, delivering a bit more considering what the FIA seem to be going for at this point in time. Uh, and also, can we just discuss the absolute disrespect on our boy Martin Brundle? These American celebrities really need to get off their high horse. Thanks for everything, J-Bone. J-Bone! First off, that was a great J-Bone. And yes, I agree that America's celebrities need to start putting some respect on the name of the legend Martin Brundle. As far as the Miami race goes, unfortunately for all the Miami GP dislikers of the world, the race is currently under contract to be held in Miami at least until 2031. However, there is still hope if you have not enjoyed Miami's first two offerings. First, there have been talks of converting the Miami Grand Prix into a night race, which could be absolutely awesome for the spectacle. Second, There's always a chance they'll remove that super annoying chicane so that we can get some more overtakes down the back straight. And third, maybe F1 will change up some rules surrounding tires that would make the Miami GP no longer a one-stop race like it has been the past two seasons. I'm looking at you, Pirelli. Subscribe now so that I can see you back here for my Imola Grand Preview where I'll give you everything you need to know before you watch the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix, including J-Bone's bona fide race predictions that are hopefully going to start getting better. And if you enjoyed this content and want more right now and all F1 season long, just $5 a month on patreon.com slash formula bone gets you two additional Patreon exclusive videos per month, access to my weekly written F1 column where I put my most wild and unfiltered takes and more. And most importantly, your support on Patreon helps make it so that I can keep making formula one content full time. 
So go check out patreon.com slash formula bone now for even more F1 content. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters, Colkey, at Rated Bookie, and Glow. Until next time, folks, J-Bone. Oh, it spells William? J-Bone!